Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. Laura was 30 years old and anticipating the birth of her second child when pregnancy turned to paralysis in a matter of hours. An emergency C-section led to an infection in her spinal cord, which led to Laura being unable to feel or move her legs. She was told she'd never walk again, but Laura refused to give up. At MoveForwardPT.com, we're sharing stories of people whose lives were transformed by physical therapy, and this is one of those tales. Several weeks after doctors insisted that she would need a wheelchair for the rest of her life, Laura moved her big toe. And several months after that, with the help of a team of physical therapists, she made it to her feet again. Here now is Laura sharing her experience in her words. In November of 2012, I was seven months pregnant with my second child, a little boy. I went in for a routine doctor's appointment, and they noticed that I was preeclamptic. So I went into the hospital, and I was there overnight. And the next day, I still had not approved, so they decided to do an emergency C-section that day. I had the emergency C-section, and everything seemed to go smoothly. My son was born and didn't have any complications. Uh, They had to spend some time in the NICU. The next day... I developed severe back pain in the upper part of my back. They just basically treated it with heating pads and with Percocet, but it was still very painful. They released me from the hospital a few days later, and I was home for about 36 hours before things started to develop and get worse. I woke up on... Tuesday morning, it was November 20th, 2012, and I remember I needed to use the restroom. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning, and I tried to get out of bed, and I went to stand up, and I just collapsed on the floor. I couldn't, I didn't have the strength in my legs to get myself standing back up and back into bed, so I had to wake up my husband, and he helped me into the bathroom, but we knew something was very wrong. So we got my dad, and he and my husband took me to the hospital, and I was there all day in the hospital. People were trying to figure out what was wrong. I was originally diagnosed with the Epstein-Barr virus, but it was later discovered that I had an infection in my spinal cord. I was transferred to the ICU, and by the evening of November 20th, I was completely paralyzed from the waist down. I wasn't able to feel my legs and I wasn't able to move anything. I spent two days in the ICU and by that point they realized that I was stable. So I was moved to a different floor. And the doctors wanted to try a procedure. It's called plasmapheresis. It was recommended by the Mayo Clinic. But in order to have this done, I was going to have to have a catheter put into my neck because I was going to be set up on a dialysis machine. Because they weren't able to insert the catheter into my neck, I had an ultrasound done, and they discovered that I had two blood clots in my neck. 
so I was started on blood thinners that day to try to treat that. And in the course of blood work, they discovered that I had a rare blood clotting disorder that was brought on by the pregnancy. In order to do the plasmapheresis, they had to use a catheter that was in my groin. And I had to remain flat laying in the bed. And even though my son was in the NICU upstairs, I was not able to visit with him. I had to call and check on him several times a day. Eventually, they were able to move the catheter into my neck, and I was able to move down to the rehab floor to begin physical therapy. It had been about three weeks since my paralysis before I was able to have any physical therapy. Also, during this time, my son was able to go home, so I had to say goodbye to him. I spent two weeks on the physical therapy floor working on occupational and physical therapy. They're teaching me how to use a wheelchair and how I would, I would adapt to being at home. During the time I was on the rehab floor, I did begin to get patches of feeling back in my legs. I had involuntary movement, but I could not move anything on my own, and I couldn't tell the difference between any temperatures. I was released from the hospital on December 22nd. I think I've learned just how strong I can be. I never imagined being in this kind of situation, being paralyzed in both legs with a newborn who was seven weeks early and having a two-year-old. You never expect being in a situation like that. You know, every now and then you're like, try to see if you can move anything. You know, when you're in that situation, you so desperately want something to move that just randomly you try to mentally make something move. Just just will your muscles to move. And I remember I was laying in bed and just my legs stretched out before me. I didn't have socks on. I just remember looking at my feet just willing for something to move. And then all of a sudden the big toe moved. And I didn't believe it at first because I didn't really feel it. I just saw it. And I made it do it again. I was just so excited. And my uh, husband and my mother-in-law were both there. So I yelled for them to have them come into the room. And I showed them. We're just so excited. We're just so excited. The doctors told us that they never expected me to walk again. They said that I might get something back, but that was a big if, if you get something back. But then I would plateau, and that would be all I would get back. We were just holding on to the hope that I would continue to get stuff back. So it was a very confusing time because we were excited, but then we were also scared to get too excited because, we were worried that I would plateau and that would be all that I would get back. Again, I was lying in bed and I was lying on my stomach to try to take some pressure off of, of my back. I don't know what possessed me, but I was like, I wonder if I can get up on my hands and knees. So I kind of got up on my hands and got my arms straight out and I just kind of pushed myself backwards and I was able to get on my hands and knees in a crawling position on the bed. Again, I was really excited. I was able to stable myself and I was able to hold myself up. So at that point, it was like, well, if I can get myself into this position, I wonder, you know, this is basically a crawling position. And, you know, what's the first step to babies learning to walk? They start crawling. So we started off in the family room and I got myself into that position and I started trying to crawl, and that first day was very tiring, very exhausting. I pretty much had to just drag my legs, and I think I crawled about three feet. 
but we kept it up, and each day I tried to do a little bit more and a little bit more, and my legs started getting stronger, and I was able to start crawling. And it got to be where I could go the length of the couch, and then I was able to do the length of the family room, and then I was able to do laps. At one point, I did 18 laps in the family room. It was at that point we were like, if I can do this, if I can get my legs moving into a crawling position, then you know, that was really giving us hope that I would be able to to walk again. From that point on, I continued to get feeling in my legs. I still didn't have much movement, but the feeling continued to get better, and I was able to feel more as able to finally tell the difference between hot and cold temperatures. July of 2013, I decided to switch over to a different physical therapy group that I thought specialized more with the neurological aspects. And by that time, I was using the walker, but I was still in the wheelchair the majority of the time. The place I'm at, their big goal is to get you up on your feet and, and get that weight on your feet to help your body remember what it's like. And I work with the therapist on the actual steps of taking a step, you know, learning how to bend your knee, learning how to lift up your leg using your hip flexor and taking that step, and then learning how to put your foot down in the right position and learning how to control your hips and your balance when you take that step so you don't fall. There's a lot of mechanics to that. When you're learning how to do this, you have to remember like a thousand different things to just take one step. There's so much to it, and they would break everything down for me. So I would be at physical therapy, and we would just work on bending the knee, or we would just work on doing a march to lift my leg up to get that foot off the floor, and then just advancing the leg, and then just taking a step and learning how to hold it once the foot's back on the ground. So they really broke everything down and did all these different exercises to help me relearn how to do each of those steps and taking a step and what it felt like again because I do have a lot of feeling back in my legs but it's not 100% yet and sometimes when I would take a step I wouldn't fully feel where my foot was so I had to learn what it felt like again to do that what it felt like to feel my foot touch the ground again and along with breaking each section down of how, how to take a step they've been very focused on strength training and strengthening all those muscles. My husband and I used to go outside and walk around the neighborhood on the sidewalk with my walker just to make sure I was outside walking as much as I could. Finally, in March of 2014, I was able to go up and down an entire set of stairs. Up until this point, from the time I got home from the hospital, until March of 2014, I had been sleeping in our dining room. My husband had made me a bed and a nightstand, and we had used shower curtains to block off the dining room to give me some privacy. So finally, in March of 2012, since I was able to do the stairs, I was finally able to move back upstairs, so I was no longer sleeping in the dining room, which was a huge boost in my, my morale that I was no longer sleeping downstairs. It was also a big time for me because I was able to put my children to bed up to this point. Since I wasn't able to access the second floor, I wasn't able to put them to bed or put them down for their naps. So that was huge for me. Continued to progress. Stopped using the wheelchair altogether. I was using the walker. 
And then around Mother's Day of 2014, I decided to take the next step and try to use a quad cane as much as possible instead of the walker. And I was using it at therapy as well. This has continued to progress to where I was using the quad cane outside when I would go out and about to the grocery or to church. When I was at the grocery store, I was able to use a cart and push that around and actually go grocery shopping for the first time, uh, which was incredible. That was really exciting for my husband and I when I was able to do that. And then again at Christmas of 2014, instead of using the uh, walker the majority of the time, I was using the quad cane the majority of the time to get around while we were visiting family. I was finally able to stay at my family's houses. At this point, I have gotten rid of the, the wheelchair. It's completely gone. I don't use the walker anymore. I'm still using the quad cane some, but for the most part, I am using a single point cane. And at therapy, I am working and walking unassisted. At this point, my record for walking unassisted without any help is 126 feet. I actually do look forward to going to physical therapy. They have created an atmosphere where you actually want to go because everybody there is just friendly and funny and just try to keep the atmosphere so positive that you don't dread going there. You want to go there and you want to work. And I've been going there for over two years now, and the same group of patients are there during my sessions, and we've developed such a rapport, almost like a family. We talk to each other, we, you know, cheer each other on, we, we cry together when, you know, things are getting frustrating for us. But I'd have to say that I do look forward to going to therapy, but I will admit that it's very tiring. It's very exhausting mentally, physically, and emotionally. But that's what's so nice about the group I'm at. I have other patients there that I'm friends with, and we understand each other and we encourage each other on and when things aren't going so well we try to encourage one another and try not to let anybody get too down. The therapists keep giving me goals and keep pushing me even though I was told that I would probably be in the wheelchair the rest of my life and that I would never walk again. I feel like I keep proving them wrong and I totally believe that one day I'll be walking without a cane again. You hear people's stories, and you're like, I just can't believe how strong they are. I don't think I could ever do that. And you might find yourself in, your, in a situation somewhere like that, like I did, and draw strength from wherever you can. I've learned so much through it. My faith in God has been strengthened through this and for what, how he has brought me through it and how he has healed me with this. My relationships with my parents and my, my mother-in-law just living with them and having them in the house and I've just learned a lot from that and I've just learned how to be strong and how to never give up. I have my two children and they need their mother and I I, I can't give up. I can't let them down. I have to be there for them. So they're a major influence in, in pushing me to do my best every day and to get better for them. Thank you, Laura, for sharing her story. To explore other stories like this one, go to www.moveforwardpt.com transformation. If you enjoyed this episode, please support us by rating Move Forward Radio on iTunes and following Move Forward PT on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Jason Bellamy. 
Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guest is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.